The following podcast may contain spoilers, profanity, and views or opinions that may not be representative of the author's intent of the articles discussed. We don't always take ourselves or the subject matter seriously either. Listener discretion is advised. Please subscribe to this Galactic Network podcast by going to gncast.com slash subscribe. Or search iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or anywhere podcasts are offered. Do you ever wonder about urban legends and the actual truthiness of them? Truthiness. That's a word, right? Uh, Stephen Colbert has made it so. Yes. Uh, so I, actually, I think it got put into the English Oxford Dictionary. Yes, it is real. Uh, do I think about I do. You know, it's it, the best stories are usually have some element of truth to them to make them more believable. If you can even get just a hint of, if you could just casually browse the internet, find a news story about something that would kind of cement it in your head, like, oh my God, that that's real. That could have happened. Mm-hmm. I often wondered about that story of the hook and the, the couple on Lover's Lane. Oh, sure. Yep. Remember that story? If, that, yep. if there was any kind of uh, truth behind that. But we found an article where there uh, they outlined a few that were based on actual events, and yes. I picked out two of the best ones that I thought, and we'll discuss it. The first one is called Cropsy, and here's the myth. An escaped mental patient haunts an abandoned institution, sneaking out at night to trawl, trawl, this is a weird, that's a weird word, trawl. Suburban Neighborhoods Murdering Children. It's such a sinister word, Mm -hmm. troll. Yeah. Okay, the origin, a decades-old legend throughout the Northeast. Cropsy was just the boogeyman du jour. True, the backstory behind the specter fits the traditional boogeyman bill, but the history behind it is darker than any camp tale. And sorry for the weird wording of that. That's not me. That's the article where we got this from. Camp Tales. Woo. Sorry. It's, uh, the website, by the way, is refinery29.com. Refinery29.com. So uh, are you ready for the truth, Brad Ludwig? The truth behind Cropsy? Yes, yes, I am. You can't handle the truth. Are you sure? Oh, maybe. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> it's pretty creepy. So here it is. Andre Rand was not a patient, but an employee at the Willowbrook State School on Staten Island. And now this place was notorious. It was essentially a dumping ground for New York's disabled children. The place was exposed for its monstrous abuse and neglect of patients, and eventually it was shut down in 1987. That's when local residents reported seeing someone lurking on the abandoned grounds. The local Cropsy legend emerged from this place, and as more and more children began going missing on the island, many suspected it had something to do with Willowbrook and its mysterious lurker. One year later, Rand was arrested for the kidnapping and murder of an eight-year-old girl. He was later convicted in another girl's disappearance, and though never brought to trial on further cases, he's suspected of killing many more. Many, 
many more. It's a strange and complex story, further explained in the 2010 documentary Cropsy. And I'm super curious to watch that. That sounds like something I would love and enjoy. Uh, yeah. You know, Willowbrook was in operation from 1947 to 1987. Wow. And this is during a time where... Have you ever seen the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yes. That was how people with either disabilities or mental illness were actually treated. Um, and there were a number of different places like this in, in existence. And thankfully through the horror that happened here, uh, some of the, some civil rights laws were actually passed to, to help people with, uh, and to assure the rights of people with, with disabilities and mental illness. So, yeah, we've come a long way. Society has come a long way since, since that time. And it's sad that it takes a tragedy to push things forward like that. Yeah. I know this is based on like really grim, true stories, but it, I, I love, I love the fact how a true thing became this like overblown legend of this, this fictional character. It seems like anybody could do this if they had enough influence in their friend circles and if they if you planned it out it seems like anybody could take a true story and make an urban legend out of it well i mean if you look at creepy pasta yeah i mean i think that uh slender man was uh one of the one of the urban legends urban myths on the list mm -hmm. and that came from from creepy pasta so it said earlier in here camp tales that was the point where everybody sat around a campfire and told scary stories to freak each other out now we've got the internet yeah <laughs> so yep. it's uh seen a resurgence and taken uh, been taken to a whole new level you don't have to go to camp anymore to get freaked out you don't have to smell like smoke yeah or eat a whole lot of s'mores but even though those are pretty cool that's so fun i miss that yeah. that kind of stuff <laughs> okay so the second urban legend that just happens to be true is called Dead Bodies, not really called, but this is the description, Dead Bodies Mistaken for Halloween Decorations. Okay, the myth, in the age of over-the-top Halloween decor, trick-or-treaters often mistake actual dead bodies for decorations. The origin, this rumor likely got its start as a spinoff of the old munchkin hanging in the Wizard of Oz myth, the only difference is this one eventually came true. Do you remember the dead body in Wizard of Oz? No, I don't. No, fill me in. Now, this is at the point in the movie where they have the run-in with the Wicked Witch of the West, and they're they're in the forest. And it's, it's the point where uh, Scarecrow gets set on fire. Okay. And there's a point where the camera turns to the wicked witch and it looks like there are two feet like dangling. Like you can just kind of see them like off to the side of her head. And it just looks like there's feet kind of swinging. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the positioning of, of the trees as we're told the props for the trees. It, it just kind of looked like that, but it was just like a whole big thing that, Oh my God, there was a person that hung themselves on the production of The Wizard of Oz, and that's where oh. that, that myth came from. Huh. 
Interesting. I've never heard that story before. Yep. Okay, so on at least two recent occasions, passerbys have mistaken the dead for the fake dead. In one instance, a 75-year-old California man was shot on his patio and left there for five days before anyone realized what had happened. Uh, He looked fake, his neighbor told the New York Times. It looked like somebody had thrown a dummy over the back of a chair. Depending on where he got shot, I mean, if you had like the vast majority of the blood of your body drain out as you were dying, you would look really pale and off. Mm-hmm. And you would have very off coloring. Which could be mistaken for some kind of weird Halloween dummy, right? Yeah. I, ugh. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> it's in five days. Oh, God. That's, uh, and in the California heat. Yeah. You know? You think mm. that would smell. Well, yeah, I I, kind of wonder if that's how it was discovered to be real. Yeah, probably, (laughs) This is really starting to take a turn. Yeah. There's got to be a movie out there about this type of thing. Not exactly this thing, but um, a serial killer using his victims' bodies as, like... House of Wax. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, the original was with Vincent Price, and then they did a remake, and Paris Hilton was one of the victims in oh, the, yeah. oh gosh, mid-2000s? I think I accidentally saw a scene from that on TV one day. <laughs> Fair enough. If you have any thoughts on the story that we just talked about, leave us feedback by emailing weird at gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S.com. Weird at gncasts.com. You can call our voicemail number. It's 805-328-3966. Tweet at us, Facebook at us, or just leave a comment on the website, gncasts.com slash Weird. Follow this Galactic Network podcast on Twitter, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find us by searching for Galactic Network on all the major social networks or click on the icons at gncast.com. Hello, I'm Gregor Sprague, and this is the Else Nerds. Now, what are the Else Nerds? Well, it's myself and Corey Scott, along with our producers, Beatmaster and Evan Rockby, as we talk about everything that is on our nerdy little heart, whether it be comic books, movies, TV shows, video games, cell phones, the moments that we're walking down the street and a person says hi, it doesn't matter. We talk about everything, and you can find it at elsenerds.com. You like candy, little boy? Uh, I do. You do like candy. What's your All right. candy? Um, God, it's a tough one. <sighs> I like Sour Patch Kids quite a bit. I like Almond Joys a lot, too. Yeah, Kit Almond Cats. Joys are good. I, it, if I want to get dressy and like really, really get fancy. adult enough, the Ferrero Rocher's are, are really good with the little hazelnut inside or, or Toffee I always loved. Ooh. But if I'm just going simple like every day... It, it, you give me a Hershey's bar with almonds in it, that'll that'll do just fine. And I am not above eating five pounds of gummy bears oh, in the morning. So. I love gummy bears. I really like gummy bears. Um, I have some caramel M&Ms that my mom brought. They're pretty good. I think I saw a recipe with caramel M&Ms in it the other day. I can't remember what it was for, but it seems like that's something you could play around with. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could do a whole bunch of that. <laughs> One thing you don't want to play around with is when you're out trick-or-treating, if you are the sort who does that still, uh, or if you have kids who trick-or-treat, there's the long-standing... We're, we're going to say it, it's considered a myth in some some places, but it really isn't. Of Are there razors in your apples? Are, are there needles in your cookies? And is there poison in your candy bars? You know what? If someone's going to take the time to put poison in my candy bar... I had a good run. <laughs> it's, um, they win this round. The things that we just talked about, like, I don't know that you can fit much into a Hershey bar with almonds, but those for Rochers, you could definitely get some, some shit in there pretty easily because you're just little yeah. balls, and, and you, could, you could have spikes up the glory. You could just be chewing on a Caltrop at that point. I have not heard someone mention a Caltrop in a long time, so <laughs> thank you for that. I am 100. <laughs> so in the uh the seventies and eighties and actually still today, so I guess this never really stopped being a potential uh urban urban legend but um yeah basically people were saying, oh you know check your candy before you eat it, don't put little Timmy's razor blade in his mouth, which is messed up because it's actually happened. It was written about in books, but yeah, it has happened in all cases there's no, no child has ever died or anything i I feel like it was likely found because it hasn't been a huge news story but it is certainly true, which is a little messed up. I think it's more so like there's pills or something or needles. or It's never like injected poison into a Snickers bar. You can't taste it. Yeah, it, it's so at the forefront of people's minds and has been for, I mean, certainly since I was a little kid, is you, you have your parents check the candy first. You have mm-hmm. them. You, you only get stuff from houses that you know. I, I don't even know how big trick-or-treating is these days. Because we never seem to get the trick-or-treaters at our house. Uh, but it, when I was a kid, we just ran wild with our friends and went house to house and had no idea like to be afraid of it. But you still check the candy. And maybe it's less likely to happen now because everybody checks. Uh, I, another thing I remember the 80s is when they started putting protection on aspirin and, and pill bottles and stuff because of the same thing. People were mm-hmm. tampering with those. And was it, well, we've now protected that. Everyone's hypersensitive right now, so I feel like that has a lot to do with it, too. That it's harder to get away with things because people are always checking. Well, I think you're more likely to have your parents take your candy away because it's high in saturated fat. Monosaturated polynutritionals. I went door to door and all I got was these stupid kale chips from my neighbor. (laughs) I got a toothbrush and 17 kale chips. Yeah, don't. don't Did, do you have people in your neighborhood who gave out floss and pennies and things? Um, like I remember, I remember somebody to egg your house. Yeah, I remember trick or treating as a kid and getting toothbrushes, but we were at a dentist's house. Yes. So it wasn't and that. I, that that's forgivable. Yeah, yeah. So it was expected, but it wasn't like some old lady who handed out a penny. Although you know, he got all those toothbrushes for free. So really, he's just he's just not doing anything for you that's not a treat <laughs> no he yeah he's really not doing anything. advertising although you'd think he would give out like the monster sized candy bars because then you'd have to go to him to get your teeth fixed <laughs> exactly that guy's so a, you got a cavity he's bad at marketing or whoever you know whatever <laughs> yeah so check your candy before you eat it when you go trick-or-treating your trunk or treat this year 
it, it's an urban legend that's actually true. Now, yeah, another urban legend that's true. Now, we've all stayed at hotels. I literally was just at one. So the myth is that a motel guest complains of an overwhelming stench in the room only to discover a dead body in the mattress. The legend dates back to 1991 when folklorist Jan Harold investigated a report of such a gruesome discovery in a Las Vegas hotel. That one turned out to be false. But uh, there's one case where the truth is actually worse than fiction. Uh, it happens so much, you would not believe how many reports of dead bodies and mattresses uh, turn up to be completely true. Um, I never really... This is a good time to tell everybody that this episode of the World World Weekly is brought to you by our sponsor, Casper. Go to Casper.com <laughs> and use our coupon code for 10% off your order. Only because it's impossible to hide a body in a Casper. Yeah, that's right. I remember Four Rooms was another movie that had that. It was in the i think it was the robert rodriguez segment where they there was a a dead hooker in a mattress well that's uh, why i store my dead hookers had to help the kids find i believe it anytime i go to a hotel do you take the the top blanket off that that cover blanket that they put down no I, I, I that thing i have no shame i i use it all it's, it's another urban legend but again one that's very easy to believe which is that doesn't get washed like all the sheets and stuff get washed but that top blanket is just <sighs> just covered with filth and and dust mites and bed bugs and I've I've, and I've worked at a hotel follicles. I worked at a hotel they get washed less often but they still get washed they should be washed at least between me and another person using it I agree I agree or another person to me I don't care what the fo- person who follows me gets yeah I would prefer I, a clean one <laughs> I just Mattresses these days are memory foam uh, yeah. or they're adjustable air flow and things like I feel like I would know a lump that is human body shaped <laughs> if it was in my think. mattress. Yeah, we... I mean, I guess if it, if it was me, if I was the body in this case uh, and a, a little small person is laying on the bed, I am mattress width. So I'm at least a twin. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hooker is much I, I, smaller I, I, than you. Uh, uh, yeah so but you do you stay in places and the weird smells you just kind of have to chuck up to well i'm in a hotel it's just going to smell weird it's not home that's true and if you're staying in a gross hotel then that's on you not me am i worried about what i'm sleeping on or am i worried about the things that are crawling across my feet right now (sighs) yeah If you have any thoughts on the story that we just talked about, leave us feedback by emailing weird at gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S.com. Weird at gncasts.com. You can call our voicemail number. It's 805-328-3966. Tweet at us, Facebook at us, or just leave a comment on the website, gncasts.com slash weird if you like what you've heard on this galactic network podcast please consider helping us out financially by going to gncast.com slash support on that page you'll find links to our patreon campaign where you can make a small recurring monthly pledge of as little as one dollar or click on our amazon affiliate link make a purchase and we get a very small percentage from the sale again go to gncast.com slash support and thank you for supporting the galactic network podcast Thank you for joining us for another edition of Weird World Weekly. If you'd like to read more about the stories we discussed, click on the links in our show notes or get in touch with us to suggest a subject for a future episode. I'm Dave Nelson, and until next time, keep it weird, everybody.
This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.